0: Welcome to Get Behind Fanny, a podcast dedicated to the the behind-the-scenes stories of the music, the members, and the musicians influenced by the rock group Fanny, the godmothers of women who rock. And welcome, fellow rockers, to the Get Behind Fanny podcast, where we dive headfirst into the world of 70s rock group Fanny. I'm your host, Byron Wilkinson. Joining me on these audio ventures is none other than dr- drummer Alice DeBueur. Hello, Alice.
1: Hey, Byron. How are you today?
0: Ah, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> good <laughs> by my by my toenails, I think. Okay, good. And also along for this ride uh, is co-host Dr. Kristen Hillair. Hillair. Oh boy, Hillair. <laughs> it was just call Doctor K for these days. Anyway, That's say hello, Doctor
2: K. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Byron. Hello, Alice. I am so yeah. thrilled to be back with the both of you. Um, although, Byron, I'm a little scared that we're diving head first I mean, do we need headgear? I'm not sure. You know, oh, no. oh.
0: <laughs> I'm from the 70s. We never we never use headgear. We just dove right in.
2: <laughs> right or sat in the back of a car backwards. But yes, <laughs> no seat belts. We didn't no have seat belts. belts. Anything. Yeah. So today, what we are very excited about discussing is we've gotten so many fantastic comments from fanny fans about the cover of hey bulldog which we discussed a couple of episodes ago and we're wanting to dive a little bit deeper into it today as well as the other one of the other cover songs that fanny did badge but we're going to start with hey bulldog
0: Uh, And uh, I got to say, as a bass player, um, talk about Jean. uh, She was really uh, both brave and smart not to take on Paul's bass line from that. Uh, I really like the way you guys brought that in. You you know, we talked before, you made it your own. But, you know, with that bass intro and all that, because, uh, you know, Paul at the time uh, in the early 70s was ranked like the best bass player of all time. And, you know, and obviously he's an outstanding bass player, but. Uh, I think it was great that Gene uh, chose not to take that on and and came up with her own. I mean, obviously the main riff she played, but the rest of it—that's all Gene. You know, she yeah. didn't touch Paul. And
1: yeah. I like and I like the. I've I've been listening to Hey Bulldog, getting ready for this podcast again, and the tone of her bass on that mm-hmm. intro—it mm-hmm. sounds like it's like butter.
3: Absolutely. Oh, it's
0: mm-hmm. it's, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the fenders are mm-hmm. known for their smooth jazz sound and all that. And she's fingering it; she's not using a pick, right? And it, it just comes off as of this nice, and I and that's a bass sound I love. Yeah. I love that sound. I
2: love Me that too. too. Yeah. And it really right. just sets the whole mood for the song.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and it just you know? builds and builds. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. So yeah. we'll hear a little bit more here.
3: It's all, it's
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so that's, melodic
1: yeah that's the that was the verse that fanny wrote and mm. we've okay. talked about this before about getting permission from the beatles to add a verse there was no problem at all um and i remember i know that i was in the room when the verse was written and it, we might have been standing around Nikki's piano i'm not sure mm. um and i And I remember everybody kind of throwing ideas in, but I know that each one of us has our own memories of it's like mm. everybody has a different set of parents, even your your sister grew up with a different set of parents than your own, you know, oh yeah, yeah, so <laughs> that uh that was um fun to be able to do that, and you just didn't get to do that with the Beatles, so
2: oh yeah, yeah, well. I mean, that was part of the reason why we wanted to revisit it today, was yeah. that, I mean, Alice, I, it made me laugh when I listened back that you said it so casually, like, oh, yeah, and the Beatles allowed us to write a fourth verse to it. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> happens all the time. And being a historian, I, that's why I think it's so significant that they allowed Fanny, whether formally or informally, and just said, go ahead, do it. Wonderful.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I think we, Byron and I had talked about this um, in the past. And I know that Byron has connections with Nikki and has talked mm-hmm. to Nikki about it, but I think her memory part of the reason why I said that was my memory oh, is sure. because I think Byron has a different take from Nikki on that memory. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, you know, she is, re- her thoughts on it were she, first off, she was really, uh, talking about how she could write, uh, mimic John Lennon's style. And yeah. she was, went on about that. And kind of for the impression I got was, yeah, she wrote it. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I, from what you're saying is a combination of things. So, you know, you all stood around and this, that and, that, and the other. And I could see where she took the ideas, maybe put it in the right pacing or something like that, because she was, you know, more, uh, you know, more of a poet type person who knows but yeah that was her memory on it that yeah. she uh, really was proud that she could write you know in Lennon's, shall we say style but
1: well she that. had nikki always felt from from my memory again um that she could write in anyone's style
3: mm-hmm.
2: you
1: know that she had that um ability to do that and uh maybe she really did i don't know because i was not really a songwriter
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah it's beyond mm-hmm. me Mm-hmm. I just took her word for it. It's like okay.
0: I just nodded. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and this week in our episode, I'm so excited that we finally get to hear from June and Jean Millington. And I spoke to June about this particular verse in Hey Bulldog and yeah. let's listen to what she had to say.
3: Yeah, that's a con a con person. You know that right. Yeah, lurking, that's a girl thing. You know, to tell you the truth, I didn't think anything of writing that verse and they're allowing us to do, because we had already been playing it in L.A. We, played it, we rehearsed it so many times, you know, at the house, and I'm sure we played it at a couple of club gigs. So when they let us put the verse in, I'm sure that Roy and, uh, yeah, Derek Taylor. Well, Derek was really close with them, and I'm sure he just mentioned it. Hey, the girls want to do a, a verse. and They said, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I can't imagine that it turned into a big thing because they liked us, <laughs> yeah, they did they
1: did. I remember in being in the studio and uh George and Ringo came into the control room, and wow. Jeff Emmerich had given me Ringo's overhead mic because we had such a hard time getting um, a drum sound, and I'm mm. listening to the drums on the uh, Fanny Hill album, and it's like. Those aren't bad drum sounds. What were they talking about? Well, Jeff Emmerich brought out the mic that looked like a little spaceship kind of a thing. And uh, he said, if if you tell anybody that I let you use it, I'll have to kill you. You know?
2: (laughs) So we'll
0: watch for the death threats then. Okay.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just for anybody wondering, June was referring to when she said Roy and Richard Perry, Roy Silver, who is my dad, but more importantly for this context, the was a manager for Fanny. Okay. Yep. Um, and so the other person that we spoke to this week was Jean Millington. And she too spoke a little bit about Hey Bulldog.
3: Well, just a great song. We love the song. And as a matter of fact, I've only heard our version for so long, I forgot what the Beatles version sounded like. <laughs> um, we, just, we just dove into it. We just went ahead and recorded it, and we asked, we needed another verse, so we asked permission to write another verse, because we want the song really, to be a little bit longer. I think it was round robin kind of thing. We all sat around and, and talked about well how we want the verse to go. They're pretty short verses, so that was good. Yeah, they yeah. were short verses.
1: And, and, and they did.
2: It, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: It's all right. Um, mm-hmm. The It's interesting to me. Um, hedgehog that is used in our mm-hmm. verse, right? Mm-hmm. Angie was telling me today, I looked up European hedgehogs because she found a little hedgehog on her front porch the other day. Cute. And <laughs> just curled up there. She tripped oh. over it, kind of, you know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> boy, this is really funny. We're talking about, hey, bulldog... We're talking about, and then versus hedgehog, and Angie's wow. got a hedgehog on her front porch, so we were laughing about <laughs> that.
2: That's cool. Yeah. That was, I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, on that last verse, June was talking in the beginning of June's uh, comments, she talked about lurking and flim flam. Flim flam. Exactly. Was the, yeah. That's the last verse that, the, that was the Beatles' third verse, our last verse. And we changed it from big man walking in the park, wigwam, frightened of the dark, to uh, big man lurking in the park, flimflam, frightened of the dark, instead of mm-hmm. wigwam. So. Right,
2: and what, what June was saying is, and I, I thought this was so interesting, mm-hmm. she, her memory was that the reason why all of you turned it to lurking instead of uh, frightened, or I'm sorry, instead of walking, walking yeah. right, uh, was because it was more predatory being sung as a woman. As right. a female band. And um, yeah, is that interesting? And um, her other memory was that Flim Flam came from the Laura Nero song, Flim Flam Man. And that's why you hear her saying, which, fl- you okay. know, Flim Flam meaning a con man. Yeah, which Is also interesting.
1: I don't remember that at all. And I know that Jean didn't remember that when you talked to her about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, June was into, I mean, she was like a sponge. She soaked up all different kinds of music. And, took a little bit in her, in her brain in her heart from everybody she listened to and she was a big fan of Laura Nero so that mm. would make
2: perfect sense mm-hmm. yeah okay. well let's listen to that verse again
3: big man, in the park. Glam, of the dark Some kind of solitude is out in you you think me, but you haven't got a clue
2: Right
0: in the badge.
1: Someday, Kristen, yes, next time, next time you talk to June. I want to know if those notes on the the high notes on the guitar, mm-hmm. is that the one where she played it through the Hammond? I'll through, ask her. Through the, through the B3 oh, speaker, that okay. that really high note in that intro. Hmm.
2: Hmm. I, I mean, I love June's guitar on the intro of this song. I do too. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Uh, And the reason why we did a transition to badge is because this was uh, (laughs) the other, not that it wasn't so smooth. (laughs) Um, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Is because this was the other... commentary from fans who are not necessarily discovering this song but rediscovering it and i said this before and i really am holding on to it at least for today i think badge is my favorite cover song of fanny's
1: well you know it's interesting i've been thinking about badge and cover songs because we've been talking a lot about cover songs and i know that um the people say, well, you know, why did you do cover songs? And I think that that partially was from Richard, Perry, and Roy. You know, if you can get people to listen to a song they know by a different artist, yep, then that will lead them into the original material that the band is doing. And I thought, I'd never really thought about it in that sense. And I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really smart marketing. Yeah.
2: My, my cool. dad actually... That was always his philosophy. He would always say, you can't ask an audience to listen to a new band they've never heard at the same time trying to listen to new music they've never heard. Right. So you open up with something they know in terms of a song, right? And then you can introduce your own music sporadically.
0: Well, then that makes sense. And I'll talk briefly about this because Deep Purple, when he was under, when Deep Purple was managed by him, Mm -hmm. they did cover songs. Exactly. And they don't. And they didn't after him. And that, or after whatever, you know, uh, after...
2: Tetragrammaton? Anyway, after first,
0: yeah, after Tem- that, Tetragrammaton. They didn't. Right. <laughs> I can't say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll Just say it for you. you. Tetragrammaton. You. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyway, um, I noticed that that's, uh, Deep Purple did do... Co- that's, so that's an interesting, mm-hmm.
1: interesting
2: philosophy. Okay. Exactly. Um, and I, and I
1: think it's a smart... Excuse me, Kristen. I think it's no. a smart uh, management marketing... Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we were just musicians. We weren't thinking about marketing ourselves. We were just playing rock and roll. That's all we wanted to do was play, record, tour. So to have someone who's thinking about that and saying, maybe you should um, uh, play some cover songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, and I mean, this, I'm speaking not necessarily knowing, but obviously knowing my father, the two covers, at least, Hey Bulldog and Badge, were done by two of the biggest rock and roll male bands in England. And mm-hmm. you were a rock and roll band that they were introducing to the world. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty powerful statement. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting with Badge because June too was saying it's one of her favorite covers. Mm-hmm. And the word that she used was like, it was like an anthem. And it was. I said to her, that's exactly how I feel when the song opens up and it goes into this whole melodic, just... Again, Fanny owns this cover so well. So I'd love to hear June talk.
3: That's exactly it. It wasn't like we were trying to do it. We were it. It was our song. And it was it was an anthem. Whether it, people knew it or not, they could feel it.
2: Yeah, and Jean Jean concurred and said almost the same thing.
3: Well, it was just a great tune, what can you say? You know, and we just thought, well, it'd be a really good one to cover. I thought June did a great job playing the guitars. Really reminiscent of what was on the record to begin with, but all you know, the background vocals like ah, you know, like that was all us putting that in. I don't remember per se arranging it and doing that. I just know that you know a lot of what we did was just um, what came naturally to us. And I think about-
2: i know
1: (laughs) yeah i i have to say that uh and i think a lot of this comes from that paris television um show that we did that is available you can watch it on at fannyrocks.com but um i really got to let loose and i'm listening to the drums here that we recorded and um i'm not really letting loose as much as i did live when i look at that live footage it's like man alice you were kicking ass I was—it's it's incredible. Yeah. You
2: really were. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. And I and I felt like Badge gave me the opportunity to do that on this song. You know, it oh, just—it was different. It. Yeah, it was different from a lot of our other stuff where I was just doing the, you know, boom chick, boom chick kind of, you know, with a fill here and there. Mm-hmm. But can we listen to the end?
2: Play it before we in. before we listen, I just want to compliment Alice one more time and say that is I I find your your drumming on this song I love your drumming on every song, but you not only filled and filled it in and let loose on it, you can feel how much fun you're having, and yet you drive mm-hmm. the song. Oh,
1: I, I, and I, I was
2: I was having fun. Yes, you can you can feel it. Okay, okay. now we can play the rest of the song. Cool. <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: That's a, a, good, couple, cover. Yeah.
0: It's a oh, good cover. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I got to real quick. Uh, a, I love songs that end. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> As opposed to, I really do because you know it's fade now. There we go. But, anyway, yeah. but but there's something at the end of that song. I noticed that I don't hear in many of your songs, and that's the uh, cowbell.
1: I got a yeah. fever,
0: and
2: <laughs> you got a fever <laughs> More cowbell. cowbell. More cowbell. It is like
0: wow. That's no because that's uh, kind of cowboys. The cowbells are kind of gimmicky a uh, little. And you really didn't. Uh, I don't think you played cowbell on many songs.
1: I didn't play cowbell live but I probably mm-hmm. did in the studio. If I didn't, Richard okay. Perry did.
0: But uh, I, I, okay. imagine I, it.
1: I imagine it was probably me.
0: Okay. Hmm. I did have oh, okay. a cowbell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would well, so. You're, I mean. Uh, <laughs> what
1: self-respecting Midwest girl doesn't have a cowbell? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, well, one anyway, of the uh, things uh, I found really hey, interesting <laughs> okay, um, is that The lyric, I love that the band did not change the lyrics from male to female in terms of gendering it. Yeah. And this is at a time historically when that already was happening, so that you didn't change the line, I'm talking about a girl who looks quite like you. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, the song, it has a very new provocative meaning to it that it didn't quite happen, have, excuse me, have with Cream.
1: Well, some of us were gay, so it kind of worked out, you know, (laughs) as far as I'm (laughs) concerned. Uh, look at that bada bum bada bum bada bum you know
0: so maybe you were looking at her yeah exactly
1: uh yeah very very secretively from the back of the stage but i think that's enough chatter byron can you give us the social media contacts so that people can reach us
0: all right, Mr. DJ pulls out his list here. Yes, on Twitter, <laughs> at rocks underscore fanny. On Instagram, fanny Rocks underscore 1970. On Facebook, simply as Fanny Rock Band. On YouTube, Fanny Rocks. And, of course, you could drop by the official website at fannyrocks.com for all the links there. And our hashtags for asking questions is Ask Alice. June Jams, Gene Jean, Genie, and Nikki Notes. I think it's Nikki Notes, right? Yeah,
2: it's Nikki Notes. And we're really Yeah. And Nikki Notes, we're hoping that we get to actually we're getting some questions that will be answered. I'm just putting cool. that out there. Um, but right now, the questions that we've been hearing from multiple fans that we're going to be looking at on the next episode is whether June used a, or uses a glass or metal slide, why and when, um, as well as to use a pick or no pick for Gene playing bass. I've also had many people ask why the P bass. So we're going to get into that next week as well as talk about more fanny music. And we're excited. Very. Keep Keep writing us.
1: Yeah, we'll answer your questions. Absolutely. But for today, that's a wrap. Byron, hit it!
3: I got a fever.